Welcome everybody to another fine edition of Frankenculture Presents Frankensteiners, the Raw NXT. So, it is me, your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and unfortunately, I don't have anybody else today. So, it's just me, and you're going to have to listen to my voice, talk about all the stuff that happened between Raw, NXT, Survivor Series, War Games, Raw, and NXT. So, Without further ado, let's just jump into it. So, we started off first Raw with uh, back on uh, November 18th, actually. So, it's been a while since we've had to catch up. Uh, but we did have Charlotte and Becky Lynch take on the Iconics. Um, so, it was great to see the Iconics were back on TV for once. Um, unfortunately for them, though, they did get beat in rather quick work. Um, Charlotte and Becky were cutting promos about how they didn't want to team up with each other, but they always seem to be with the powers to be. Um, but Billy got locked up in uh, figure four and then transitioned to the figure eight, and then Kay had nothing to do but to tap out. So it was what it was. Um, after the match, though, uh, Shayna Baszler, Jessica Duke, and Maria Shafir all came out. Uh, this is still part of the whole... Uh, right before Spire Series, so we had the invasion angle of NXT. Uh, so, you know, Shafir and them, um, they come in, they beat down the Iconics, so the Iconics, uh, get pushed out of the ring, Becky Lynch and Charlotte then come back to the ring, uh, and they start getting the advantage, and the numbers game is a little bit too much, because, uh, three of the four horsewomen for the MMA women... Uh, end up taking out Flair and Becky Lynch. Um, it was kind of cool. Fans were like chanting back and forth, and you know, uh, it's kind of mixed reactions. But I feel like a lot of people were really behind Shayna Baszler, so it was good to see that she had kind of like the big, big welcome. Um, and then we went to commercial break. We came back. Charlotte Caruso was running a backstage segment with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Talked about their opportunity at the Raw Tag Titles. Um, up until the point where AOP, uh, we've been talking about them. They've cut a couple promos in behind. And finally, this is like the real first time we saw them really interact with the WWE Raw Universe. Um, and they just beat down Ryder and Hawkins, took them out of commissions. Uh, we came back, uh, and Carl Anderson took on Umberto Carrillo. Um, this was a great match. It was kind of one of those matches that Carrillo needed to have. Kind of a longer match to kind of showcase who he is and what he can do. Um, ended up winning. Um, but then after the match, uh, Carrillo and the Prophets head up to the stage. Um, they celebrated as their music hit. Obviously, OC got involved. The Street Prophets came to help out. And that's how Carrillo ended up getting his win. Uh, go backstage again. Charlie Caruso, who is all over the place in this uh, episode. Uh, I was talking to Seth Rollins. Um, Andrade wanted to challenge uh, Seth Rollins for his uh, captain's position. So Seth Rollins said yeah. So they went ahead and did that. Nohoe Jose um, had a match, which was the first time we've seen him in a long time. He battled uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, but how it worked out, um, ch- you know, crowd was chanting Bruce of Day. Lana kind of shut it down, said she had bad news. She put um restraining order against Rusev. 
while they were in the state of Massachusetts, by the way. This was being uh, taking place in Boston. So it was really cool to see the hometown uh, feel. So at least for me, I know a lot of people don't really know that. But it was what it was. So um, Russo wasn't going to be allowed in. This was also the segment. It was kind of weird. Lana, um, she just, she messed up her lines a lot. And this one, talk about that Rusev couldn't be, like, within 90 miles, and then 90 days, 90 feet. Like, he, she just kept messing up. So, it was really, really weird. Eventually, though, Lashley um, beats No Way Jose with the master lock of all the moves, which is kind of kind of cool and kind of significant because Lashley was the first person to break the master lock when they had the master lock challenge. So, him... Winning, it was it was kind of cool to see that uh, get brought back in full circle. Um, you know, after the match, uh, Lashley was just there with Lana. They began making out, being really weird. It is what it is. Um, then we found out that Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre was going to happen, which was kind of cool. Um, and then we got the Seth and Andrade match. So this match went back and forth. I really, really appreciated this Um Rollins helped show off why Andrade is going to be a star in WWE. Uh, this was this was massive. Um, Andrade, you know, we'll get to the end. Andrade climbs up, um, and they got he got tangled up in the ropes. Andrade was going for the double stomp, uh, but missed. Rollins also missed his stomp, uh, but then Rollins hit a super kick. Then obviously he got the stomp. Um, as he went, as he as he. As he, he did a super, and then he got into the Falcon Arrow. But as he went to the two count, he had the curb stomp. Uh, Lucha House Party ran in. They were all wearing their SmackDown t-shirts, which was really lame because it said Fox on the back. It was almost like they were trying to promote their show because they don't have enough viewers. But that's for another time. Anyway, Seth Rollins won by disqualification. Uh, but they beat down Seth Rollins, and then Andrade got up. And it was like Andrade looking at the Lucha House Party. They all end up getting into a fight. They got um, and Andrade got beat down as well. Um, you know, and then the just the segment kind of ended. Um, Vic said that Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were too injured to compete, so they um, they were unable to find participants for the title match against the Viking Raiders. Um, Buddy Murphy actually had a crazy segment too. Right after this, he walked up to the door of Alistair Black. He knocked on the door. Um, said Alice, you know, pretty much said Alistair, I wanted to fight, kind of waited, then there was nothing, so he walked away, he said, yeah, I guess that's what it is, it's all talk, and he walked around the corner, and as he walked around the corner, then the door opens, and Alistair looks right, and then he looks left, had he just looked left right off the bat, he probably would have seen Buddy, it is what it is, but it's kind of cool, um, so we come back from commercial break, and we see that Akira, uh, Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy is going on, um, Great match. They had a lot of high spots. Uh, one of my favorite things was the backsplash that um, Akira Tozawa hit on Buddy Murphy while he was on the ropes. Um, Murphy is an amazing athlete. There's a right at the beginning. Um, you can see the crowd was into this too. Akira Tozawa did a suicide dive outside uh, and got caught. And when he got caught, he got caught right into a vertical suplex by Buddy Murphy. Um, and the crowds like ooed it at first and then saw the replay and really like gave their cheers about what just happened with uh with Buddy. Eventually Buddy Murphy ends up hitting Murphy's Law and wins the match. 
and then he goes to the back. We then cut to a thing with Eric Rowan again with his random pet underneath its tent. It is what it is with that. So Murphy comes walking. He goes to knock on Alistair Black's door. The door opens and Alistair Black is just staring at him. They both just kind of stare at each other and then Murphy walks away. Uh, Eric Rowan then comes out to the ring and we have Alex Malcolm. Um, This was a squash match. No one knows who Alex Malcolm is unless like you're a fan of like Massachusetts pro wrestling, which very much could be for some of our listeners. But uh, yeah, then uh, as this match gets started, um, the Singh brothers come running out with a 24-7 title and they're being chased by R-Truth. Eric blows up the Singh brothers as well as Alex. He hits the Iron Claw and wins the match, and that's just kind of it. He just grabs his cage and walks out. Um, then another set that we had with Charlie uh, was with Randy Orton. She talks about Team Brawl members getting along for one night at Survivor Series. Orton says that um, he only benefits when it he only helps others when it benefits him. Um, as we've known, Randy Orton has been the sole survivor I think twice uh, before. And, you know, he he said if he wants to prove it, so he wanted to challenge the Viking Raiders to a match. So he was going to go out. Um, The next match that we ended up having was Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. So with this match, this is another great showing from two guys. It really didn't make sense why you would have these two guys battle each other. Well, a lot of the roster, like six days before Survivor Series. I get I get like it's still kind of on an entertainment value, but it's it goes back to saying Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre were going to be on the Raw team, and they came out and had a, just a slugfest. Uh, a lot of big power moves, a lot of great back and forth action. Uh, I had no quarrels with this match. I thought this match was amazing. Um, but as the match gets closer, Owens gets attacked by Undisputed Era. Um, Cole... Strong, O'Reilly, and Fish all come out, um, and Triple H watches. Uh, the OC come out, and then Undisputed runs into the crowd. Triple H is watching on the stage. The OC uh, yells at Undisputed Era, who's taunting them from the from the crowd. And then uh, you know the superstars just kind of all go back. And then that's that's how the match ended. Um, we go back to uh, Charlie again. She's with Umberto Carrillo. Um, she announces that WWE champion AJ Styles will defend his title against Carrillo on the next week of Raw. And we'll get to that segment uh, later. Charlie uh, then talks to Paul Heyman, who says that you know their match, uh, Brock Lesnar's match against Rey Mysterio, is obviously going to be no holds bar. It is what it is. Battle, battle, battle. Um, and then he apologizes for what's going to happen to Ray. Um, we have Oscar versus Natalia. This is a, a probably a, a good back and forth match. Um, it was I don't really know how to put it. Um, Oscar ended up winning a match with a head kick, um, and then after after they just kind of stood tall. It was a good match. I just you know couldn't really remember much from it especially because it was a week ago over a week ago um getting into the viking raiders versus randy orton and ricochet 
that was the mystery partner. Uh, Ricochet doesn't really trust Randy Orton. Orton was trying to tell him, like, you could trust me. So this was kind of going back and forth. This match was great. Ended up in no contest. And that's because we had a lot of guys from SmackDown, a lot of guys from uh, NXT, big brawl going back and forth. Um, it was the it was an insane brawl. I'm sure if you haven't, go check it out on YouTube. Um, it's it's crazy to think about how much um, the guys were really talking about how great NXT is, how great SmackDown is, and just kind of showing off all three rosters on each of the shows throughout the week. And we'll talk about um, NXT from this from last week as well as this week, and like the aftermath of everything from War Games as well as Survivor Series. But you really got a hint about what NXT was all about um, when they showed up on the stage. Especially when you had someone like Keith Lee doing a huge dive over the top rope onto um, onto the onto a bunch of wrestlers. It was I just I could not believe like some of the things that Keith Lee could do. And we're gonna talk more about what Keith Lee did uh, coming up. So we move on to NXT. Um, so the NXT from last week, we had, so let's talk about two weeks ago, right? The women's had a match where uh, Io Shirai and Mia Yim were going to battle for whoever's going to be the first contenders, right? And same thing with this week. Dominic uh, Dijakovic versus Adam Cole. Um, this match was going to go back and forth, uh, but we'll we'll talk about that match in a little bit. We started this off, right, uh, with NXT... Uh, pretty much at the end of Raw, Triple H put out open challenge. So he was going to leave the door open and that uh, anybody wanted to come in could come in. Um, so we started NXT with Becky Lynch. Uh, she cut a promo, talked about how long it's been that she's been there, that the last time that she was there, she was crying um, while the crowd sang her song. Um, you know, and then Rhea Ripley shows up at the promo. Um, and the crowd yells, they're obviously yelling their stuff, you know, Rhea's going to kill you, so on and so forth. But then we have a match between Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Um, huge ovations. This match ends up going to no contest because uh, the horsewomen uh, run down and attack Lynch and Ripley. Uh, the girls, um, I will say that, the women, uh, Ripley and Lynch, were able to fend off uh, the two, uh, the three, uh, Shayna Baszler, Shavira, and Duke. Was able to fight him off. Um, Lynch's music hit. And Baszler just kind of had to stand at the end of the ramp. And just kind of stare at him. Um, then we saw that the Revival showed up. And I have to be honest. I kind of felt bad. Because when when they showed up. The crowd was going wild. And you could kind of see on the Revival's face. like They had like this deep breath. Almost like they took that. <sighs> kind of moment. Because. It's been so long since a crowd has really got behind them, and and, and a production had gotten behind them. Uh, we've seen them on Raw, we've seen them on SmackDown. They're just they're just kind of there. But going back to NXT, they felt like something special, like a huge attraction, and it was massive for those guys. And uh, you know, you just kind of feel for them because you're like, damn, like this was like one of those incredible tag teams that you're never gonna forget about, and it just kind of messed up that you did. Um, we go to commercial break, we come back, uh, Kona Reeves versus Matt Riddle is going to start us off, right? 
But what ends up happening is Matt comes down to the ring, kicks the sandals off. Kona comes down to the ring and instantly gets obliterated by Ricochet. Um, Ricochet gets in the ring. They stare at Riddle. Uh, he stares at Riddle. They both kind of have like their jaw jack moment. And then Matt Riddle says, well, I don't have an opponent. Let me fight you. And Ricochet says, sure. And that's that's what happens. Um, so the match starts off. And as we we have huge moment after huge moment, you can imagine exactly the match that you're, you're hearing uh, or you're thinking about. You know, you're floating bros. You have big pop moves from uh, Ricochet as well as great wrestling. Um, Cesaro and Nakamura end up showing up on uh, from the crowd wearing their, their blue shirts because, again, brand warfare. Uh, Riddle and Ricochet fight them off. Uh, Riddle and Ricochet keep fighting, and then Riddle ends up rolling up Ricochet for the three count. Um Normally, with these kind of segments, they're usually going to have, like, the back-and-forth moments, and then, like, there'll be a, a no contest. But it was good to see that Riddle got the win on Ricochet, especially because we've had so many matches where these ended in no contest or disqualifications that it just it, it gets tiresome. Uh, but after the bell, this is where everything kind of got really broke down, right? So after the bell, uh, the beatdown continued, fans were booing. Ricochet and Riddle finally started fighting back. Ricochet did this. He throws out, um, he throws out Cesaro over the rail and then jumps from the top rope out into the full sail crowd. Lands on Cesaro. Cesaro is is an amazing specimen. Like he's, it's just crazy the things that he can do. Um, but then Nakamura is getting ready to to hit Riddle with the uh, the Kinsasha when all of a sudden Roderick Strong runs into the ring. And blasts uh, Nakamura. As he hits Nakamura, Riddle hits the final flash on Strong, which then sets up Finn Balor, who, as we've talked about, has turned heel. Uh, he runs in. He blasts. Um, he starts hitting uh, Riddle. Riddle then fights back. He ends up throwing uh, Balor out of the ring, and Riddle just looks strong right at the end. Uh, it was cool. He was the last one there, last one standing. Um, keep talking about the, the takeover. We get a package about Killian Dane, Damian Priest, and their triple threat match with Pete Dunne. Um, NXT, uh, NXT tag champions, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish were warming up as they always do like the cool, cool warm-up setups. Um, and then we got the match, right? Revival versus Undisputed Era. Now, as soon as the Revival came out, they got this like heroes welcome back to the full sale crowd. That's like one thing. I do really want to harp about with the full sale crowd is they welcome their heroes back. Like when you go to the main roster, when you come back, you're a hero. And it really doesn't matter who you are. Um, the revival, Apollo Crews, uh, Kyrie Sane, Oscar, just everybody. When they come back, they're a, a bigger than they're like larger than life. Right. So when Balor came back, crowd went wild. Um, it's just the full sale crowd really knows how to how to make big stars seem bigger, and it's very appreciative appreciated. Um, so anyway, revival come back. You kind of tell they're a little bit emotional because the crowd was just behind them the whole way. Undisputed Era comes out, and this match goes back and forth, uh, all sorts of moves. Um, we end up getting towards the end. We see the high low happen. 
Um, and I, I love this. I think it was Dash. Um, as a high-low happens, um, Dash tries to reach up and grab uh, O'Reilly. I think it was Fish. Actually, it was Fish's foot. Um, just couldn't do it. And then uh, the 1-2-3 happens. Undisputed Era wins. Um, you know, and uh, Undisputed Era stands tall as their music hits. And, you know, you come, you go to the back because the Forgotten Sons are trying to be kept apart from the Viking Raiders. Um, which, that was another teased match that we ended up getting. Uh, Kylie Ray versus Dakota Kai. Uh, I'm sorry, Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. I'm speaking way too fast right now. Uh, this is great. So the NXT UK Women's Champ made her debut um, in a singles match against Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai came out swinging. She was just all over the place, all offense. Looks really great. Um, eventually, though, Kaylee Ray comes back, hits um, hits a super kick, and a bicycle kick into a super kick, and then she ends up getting the three count. I thoroughly love this. And anybody who knows me um, from the first May Young Classic, like I'm a massive Kaylee Ray fan. Um, been paying attention to her since the 2017, uh, May Young Classic. I know a lot of people can be like, she's been there for a while. I get it. Just, this is what, what it was for me. Um, and I really have to thank Marty for that because I didn't watch the first May Young Classic. And then when I went back and watched it, like she was the first wrestler up and I instantly was like, that's, that's her. That's my girl right there. Um, so once that all happens after the match, uh, Carmella suddenly appears, uh, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, all coming out wearing their SmackDown shirts. Uh, they beat down the NXT superstars. Tegan Knox uh, comes down to the ring. Sarah Logan and a bunch of others from Raw. Uh, Kyrie Sane was there. She hit an insane elbow. Io Shirai and Sane looked at each other and just like stared at each other, um, which was really cool. Logan. Uh, Sarah Logan ends up beating down um, Shirai. Nikki Cross comes in with a trash can lid. She hits Rhea Ripley. And then she hits a bunch of other people. And she just she's the one that's standing in the center. Um, so right before they go to commercial break, Champa is watching... Uh, Champa and Lee are watching Di, uh, Dijakovic get ready for his match. We get the Viking Raiders versus the Forgotten Sons, which... This was kind of like a good match for the Viking Raiders. It really established why they are the Raw Tag Team Champs. Um, end up beating the end up beating the Forgotten Sons. So uh, Charlie Caruso again, who I said she was all over Raw, she's all over NXT. Talked about uh, Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest and Killian Dane at Takeover. Um, that person will face Adam Cole in. The next, uh, the next night on Survivor Series, kind of an interesting twist. Um, so we get our final match: Dominic Dijakovic versus Adam Cole. This match had everything that you wanted from it: athletic ability from Dominic. Uh, you had great moments from Adam Cole. Uh, Undisputed Era, of course, getting involved, just as always, um, and just the crowd went insane um nxt really kind of set the bar on why they are nxt and why in my opinion they're the top brand of wwe currently uh just great wrestling great action scenes 
Um, the crowd at Full Sail goes crazy for him. Um, after the match, Cole stands on top of the ladder. He's celebrating with a briefcase and Undisputed, uh, Undisputed Era's music hits. And then we get all sorts of craziness that happens, right? So Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly are making their way down to the to Cole to celebrate. But then we had Rob, uh, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and a couple other superstars from SmackDown show up and block one ramp. Um, so right behind them comes Raw, and those guys would be uh, the Street Profits, Viking Raiders, Zach and Kurt Hawkins, um, and then a brawl breaks out between everybody. More NXT superstars come running down, and we end up getting like all these great tease matches out of nowhere, right? So Drew McIntyre appears. Um, he hits Dijakovic with a Claymore kick. Keith Lee runs into the ring. Um, Drew turns around. Lee lifts Drew and then drops him with a spirit bomb. Um, Ivar enters the ring and stares at Lee. The fans, like, we're going crazy. I got hyped in this moment because Ivar and Lee look at each other like they're going to fight. But then Ivar dives through the middle ropes and Lee jumps over the top rope and does his front flip sit out. Um, You get Adam Cole. He's back in the ring. He's talking trash. And then Seth Rollins comes in behind him um, and then super kicks him. Um, once Seth Rollins is going for the, cha- uh, he's going for the burn it down. He's getting ready to go do the stomp. Champa comes out, um, and crowd, crowd is going crazy at this time. Um, so Champa and Rollins start fighting each other, and NXT just goes off the air. We don't see anything else that happens. Amazing moments that were happening. So we got. Drew McIntyre versus Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee versus Dominic, uh, Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre, Ivar versus Keith Lee. We got Seth versus Adam Cole, Seth versus Tommaso Ciampa, also Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole. These were all matches that were like teased in a matter of like 45 seconds. So amazing moments that are happening. I, I couldn't believe um, some of the stuff that we were getting teased with. I it was it was great, especially because we were leading into SmackDown, which was covered on SmackDown Dynamite last week. Um, going into this match or going into Saturday, we had NXT Takeover War Games. I know this is a lot to talk about. Um, so we had five matches on NXT Takeover War Games, which two of those matches were going to be the War Games matches themselves. So, the first match that we had was actually on a pre-show, which is something that we've never had before for NXT. Usually, they take the NXT matches, they'll have two of them, like, filmed before so that they could do the NXT show the next week. But now that we're live on USA, it doesn't really matter anymore. So, they have an opening, so they use it for a pre-show. And that match that started us off was Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza. Crowd were instantly hot for this shit, right? Um, Isaiah, I, I have to be honest, I've said this before, I've said this a couple times, I'm a huge fan of Swerve Scott, um, he's just amazing to just, like, watch in a ring, the, the, his ability that he has is off the charts, um, so, Andrew Garza and him, they have this great back and forth match, um, ends up with, uh, the wing clipper, 
getting hit by Garza and won the match. Um, so the first ever NXT pre-show match was won by Angel Garza. Um, not to take anything away, um, I did wish that Isaiah would have won because it would help set him up for a future run at the 205 title. But Garza is such a draw right now. His charisma alone is just is phenomenal. Um, he he um, actually had a match with Leo Rush. I think we've talked about it before. Um, it's just, he's, like I said, he's just a talent. Um, the way that he can draw heat and the way that he can draw, like, the baby love, baby face love, in just a matter of seconds is unparalleled. Um, so the first match to kick off uh, NXT War Games was the Women's War Games match. So Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Cancel Ray versus Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and then Kaylee Ray. The thing was, though, is that Mia Yim got beat down right before the show went off uh, on the air. Um, so, as a last-minute replacement, Dakota Kai ended up coming in. So, once Dakota Kai, uh, was kind of pulled in by Ripley and, um, Ripley and Knox, uh, they really had a, they had a pusher. Uh, she really wanted to go to the hospital with Mia Yim to go help her, to kind of see how she was going to do, but the team needed her. So, we start off the match with Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. We obviously know the history that they have, uh, and they they hit back on a lot of spots that were really, really amazing. Um, a lot of counters, big slams. Uh, every five minutes, a new team member would come in. Uh, so with this match, Baszler's team had the advantage because they won the ladder match. Uh, and the next person that came in was Bianca Belair. So, once Bianca Belair gets in, she hits a shooting star press. Uh, LeRae uh, ended up dropping Belair. They kind of go back and forth. They're getting into the ring. Um, we hear the crowd kind of getting into the... We hear the crowd getting into the the match even more. Uh, Belair and Shirai just take turns on LeRae, just keep beating her down. The timer goes off. Ripley runs in. Ripley then throws in trash cans, she throws in weapons, she's throwing in kendo sticks, she's doing everything. She's dropping opponent after opponent after opponent. The match, um, they, they start getting a one-up on the bad guys, so Belair and Shirai, the buzzer goes off, Kaylee Ray comes out. So the last person in the cage is Shayna Baszler. Um, Ray goes in for some weapons and stuff, she comes up empty-handed, she picks up a chair and uh, unloads on LeRae. She hits, uh, Ray hits a big DDT tornado on Ripley, um, and then Ripley knocks, Ray knocks Ripley, uh, onto the chairs that were set up earlier, um, and then we had a big Tower of Doom spot, um, and then as the buzzer goes off, the crowd's getting ready because it's gonna be Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. um, the bell, one of those two's gonna come through. So the buzzer goes off, the cage opens up. And you can see in the face of Dakota Kai, like, she was, like, really wanting to get into the ring. Hurry up. Open the cage. Open the cage. Get it open. Get it open. The cage opens. She runs. She takes three steps out of the cage, turns around, and boots Tegan Knox right in the abdomen. And then continues to viciously beat her down. Now, I've seen a lot of beatdowns in my time. Like, I've been watching wrestling since 1992. 
I've seen a lot of beatdowns, but it was for some reason this beatdown itself I was emotionally invested in, right? And I kind of I popped when Dakota Kai uh, turned on Tegan Knox, and I just couldn't believe the the ravageness that she was displaying. Just she took off Negan's uh, she took off ne- Knox's uh, knee brace and just continued to belt uh, beat on it with her foot, stomping on it, slammed it in the cage door a couple times, just destroyed Tegan completely. Um, and then she walked out the back, and then. You see a look of Shayna Baszler just laughing at Team Ripley. And Ripley's going crazy because now she's in a ring. There's three girls in the ring. Her uh, and Cancel Ray, And her last two teammates are no longer there. Tegan Knox isn't cleared to wrestle. Mia Yim has left the building. And now Dakota Kai has walked out onto the team. So the buzzer goes off and the last person that comes out is Shayna Baszler. Now, they go back and forth. They're just beating down Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley. And it is just a ruthless beatdown. Uh, you have Kaylee Ray and you have Shayna Baszler beating down Ripley while Io Shirai and Bianca Belair are beating down Candice LeRae. Um, eventually, what ends up happening is Io Shirai goes for a big backflip off the off the cage um, she lands on Candace and Bianca takes them both out as well as herself. On the other side, uh, Rip, uh, Kaylee Ray gets hit with a big move. She gets taken out. Um, and then it comes down to Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. So earlier in the match, Shayna Baszler handcuffed one wrist of uh, Ripley. She was trying to handcuff her to the rope. wasn't working out. So she goes in for the... Uh, the the clutch, the uh, Kirifuda clutch, um, Ripley breaks it up. She goes for it again, but then she handcuffs herself to Baszler. Um, they start going back and forth a little bit. All of a sudden, the Riptide gets hit, and Team Ripley wins. Um, she lands the Riptide on a bunch of chairs and then pins Shayna Baszler. Um, it was an insane match. Uh, the refs unhandcuff ha- ha- uh Ripley and Candice Ray and her celebrate. It was a four-on-two beatdown that Rhea Ripley and Candice Ray ended up winning. Cool. I kind of wished it would have went the other way. Just kind of showcase that, like, hey, you know, the numbers game is going to always win. But in a sense, in this instance, I kind of liked it. I was happy for, for the two. Um, and it was a great, great moment, um, especially Dakota Kai's turn. If you guys get a chance, go check it out. It's probably on YouTube. Or you even go back on the WWE Network if you still have a subscription and check it out. So backstage, we saw um, Matt Matt Riddle and Finn Balor warming up for their matches. And then we also talked about the triple threat match. And of all the people that we saw that were going to be in the crowd, uh, Imperium. Imperium was ringside. It was cool to see uh, Walter uh, Walter at the at the table. Uh, Wolf, uh, Barthel, and uh, Eichner were there as well. So the next match that we had was the number one contendership match for uh, number one contenders contenders match for the NXT title. Uh, Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest. This was a match that went all over the place, um, but really was kind of a story of how Dunne was not able to get his offense done successfully, 
um, and Priest and Killing Dane were just big men trying to like beat down everybody, and it just wasn't uh, just wasn't working out. So towards the end of the match, um, Priest came in, Dunn hits him uh, with the bitter end for a two because Dane Dane bro- broke it up. Uh, Dane puts uh, Dane puts Dunn in an electric chair again, but then Dunn uh, brings him down with a sleeper. Dunn uh, took advantage of Priest's leg. Dane swings, but not in time as Dunn pissed Dunn pins Priest to earn a title shot. So Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn at Survivor Series is going to be the matchup. This was a great match. Um, a lot of great action. I would definitely, uh, like I said, go and hop check it out. It was uh, it was cool just to see everything. We saw Team Champa warming up in the back. They still don't have their fourth member. It hasn't been talked about yet. So we get into Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. So what can I say? This is um, two of my favorite wrestlers currently on NXT's roster. Well, on NXT's roster, even though we know Finn Balor has come from the from the main roster. Uh, did you go back and forth? There's a lot. Um, in some parts of this match, I felt it kind of stalled out. Other parts of this match, I thought they went super hard on the energy. But in the end, we end up seeing that Balor uh, counters Riddle, ends him with the 1916 DDT in the middle of the ring and got the win. Uh, Riddle it just kind of looked hurt, so it it was what it was. It was a good match. I thought it was I thought there was some some big highlights to it. A lot of great counters that have happened. Um, Matt Riddle again, it just his charisma just like oozes out, and people just gravitate to him. They just it's it's weird because like his character is that he's this UFC fighter who just wants to like fight all the time, but then he has like this cool laid back persona. It's it's just very fun to watch him do his thing, and uh, you could tell like he's having a good time, you know, just being in the ring. Um, so after that, we get into the final match of the night, and this is the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and then a partner to be named, if there's one to be named. So, as we get into the ring, right, Ciampa comes out, everybody comes out, and then Ciampa comes out, as well as Lee and Dijakovic, but Ciampa just walks right to the ring, and he just says, come on, let's go. Um... So, ends up being Champa versus Strong to start off this match. Uh, they are going back and forth. A lot of great big hits going on. Uh, again, five-minute counter goes off. And the next person that we have come into the ring is O'Reilly. So, KOR and Strong just start beating down Champa. They're laying waste to him. Uh, the buzzer goes off. Next person that we have coming in, Dominic Dijakovic. Um, they start... He starts clearing house. They all got their big moments. I just have to say that. Everybody got their big moment. So, match after uh, Dominic comes in. He starts clearing house. Finally, Tommaso Ciampa is able to get back into it. He starts helping. They start winning. Fish comes in next. Fish, Undisputed Arrow, once again, gets on top. Starts beating everybody down. And then the timer hits. And finally, it's it's time. Keith Lee comes out of the cage. Runs into the ring and just dominates everybody from this moment. Um, everybody's getting getting beat down, um, and then once the um, 
They try to do a sleeper hold on Lee. The timer goes off. And in comes Adam Cole. As soon as Adam Cole gets ready to come in, he starts taking table after table after table after table after table. There's like six tables that got put into the ring. Um, and then like randomly a seventh table that was just going to be set up outside. As Adam Cole goes to enter the ring, Tommaso Ciampa hits him and knocks him into the ch- table. That was the whole reason why the table was set up outside of the ring. Um, so... Once Adam Cole gets in the ring, the gate closes, and everybody starts beating down, right? So while everybody's gaining the advantage on Team Champa, the clock starts going off, right? Three, two, one, burp, and nobody comes out. And at this point, Undisputed Era is just laughing, like hysterically, and they just keep taunting Champa. No one's coming for you. Nobody's coming out of here. And then it happens, right? Dun 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 dun. We get Kevin Owens returning back to NXT, and the ovation that he got from the NXT crowd was electric. You, I, I had goosebumps. From it, because it's not who I expected to come into the ring. It was just an amazing moment to see happen. Um, so as he comes in, they Owens instantly hits a pop-up power bomb. They just he just starts beating everybody else down, and then the match really starts getting underway. And some of the moments that I want to talk about. Um, there's a big frog splash onto a table. Uh, we saw. Uh, we saw Adam Cole do a Canadian Canadian destroyer from the in the middle of the two rings that are pushed together on the steel plate. Uh, that was an amazing moment by Kevin Owens and uh, Adam Cole. Uh, it it just goes everywhere. Everybody's getting beat down. Adam Cole climbs to the top of the cage, um, looking for a big moment to splash, but it never comes. And the reason why it doesn't is because. Tommaso Ciampa climbs up after him. They start fighting on the top of the cage. Adam Cole then gets put into um, into just an avalanche drop. And, I mean, Ciampa jumps off. They land in between two tables. Adam Cole hits the ground, gets pinned for the 1-2-3, and Team Ciampa wins. Uh, there was just so many cool spots that happened. And just kind of me just kind of... Like, summing it up like this, it's not even doing it justice. It's not fair. Uh, But it's one of those things where you have to go through and watch this match in its entirety because everything laid out, and it was just so smooth, and it was so perfectly done. Um, Every member of Undisputed Era got put through a table, including Adam Cole, where he got put through two of them. Um, So, yes, if you get a moment, please, please, go watch this match. It was one of the craziest matches I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it leads us right into Survivor Series. Which also had a lot of great moments to it as well. So we're going to start off, right? Everybody talks about what happened at um, NXT. They're talking about the great moments, how great the show was. And to me personally, I'll have to agree. There was just so much cool stuff that happened at at NXT that you kind of wonder like how how well 
were the stars of NXT going into the Survivor Series. Um, but we started off with the Tag Team Battle Royal on the pre-show, right? Um, we got three matches actually on the pre-show, so this was actually pretty fun. Uh, the OC, The Revival, The Forgotten Sons, Dolph Ziggler and Rude, or as we like to call him, Rudolph. Uh, the Street Profits, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, Brizongo, Lucha House Party, Imperium, and Heavy Machinery all came out to the, all came out, and they were in this 10-team battle royal for whatever reason. Um, we get all the way down to the final two teams, which is the, uh, Team Rudolph and the Street Profits. Just when it looked like the Street Profits were going to win off of Big, big uh, frog splash by um, by Montez Ford. Uh, R- Rude, Robert Rude, uh, grabs grabs Ford and throws him over the top rope. And your winners were Team Rudolph. Um, they start keeping track of it. So at this point, um, SmackDown has one. Everybody else has zero. We go into the next match, right? Which is a, a triple threat. For the NXT Cruiserweight, which is Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, and Leo Rush. Again, three high flyers. This was going to be a fun match. It was a fun match. <clears throat> I gave it a lot of, uh, I gave it a lot of love. Um, towards the end, though, we saw uh, Rush hit the final hour on Kalisto and got the pin. So now it ended up being SmackDown one, NXT one, Raw zero. Um, then we kick off, or the final match of the kickoff show, which kind of upset me, and I'll explain why. This was the tag teams match, right? So, Undisputed Era versus the New Day versus the Viking Raiders. Now, the reason why I'm upset about this match is because we watched Kofi Kingston pretty much main event uh, WrestleMania, right? And we watched him have this huge title run, and the first show... On SmackDown, he gets on uh, SmackDown on Fox. He gets pinned in seven seconds by Brock Lesnar. Now they go on to win it and the SmackDown titles right from the Revival, which was cool. But the first match, the first defense that they really have is, I mean, I honestly defense, but their first big time marquee matchup is on the pre-show, and that's where Kofi Kingston goes. He goes from being a former SmackDown. Well, former heavyweight champion to be on the pre-show, and it is what it is. I guess it's it's just kind of a downer because you know we all love Kofi. We loved his big movement. We really cheered him on, and then like that was it. He just he just he's on the pre-show. So anyway, we get into the matchup. Like I said, this is another great match. A lot of back and forth actions going on. Fish and O'Reilly are working beautifully as always. Then you have the Viking Raiders who are just kind of dominant in their form, and in the and you know the New Days, no slouches themselves. They um they go back. Uh, Eric rocks Biggie with a huge knee. Ivar tags in, springboard uh, German suplex, which looked amazing. Uh, on uh, with two Big E. Kofi comes in for the trouble in Paradise on the floor, but kicks the ring post. Undisputed Era high low him, um, takes him out of the matchup. The Viking Raiders and Undisputed Era. Um, start going at it, and eventually what ends up happening is the Viking experience gets hit, and O'Reilly, uh, uh, covering fish, and then they get the pin. Um, so the Viking Raiders end up winning, 
And all three teams have now got a win on the board. Which is kind of funny because we'll talk about what else happens later. So let's jump in right away. We started us off. We noticed that um, they said that Marvonalo is out because he blew his voice at NXT's um, War Games, which we'll talk about why he wasn't there. Um, so we start off with the Women's Survivor Series match. Sh- uh, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross of Team SmackDown. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm. Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, and Io Shirai of Team NXT, and then Charlotte Flair, Sarah Logan, uh, Natalia, and then Asuka and Kyrie Sane of Team Raw. Uh, so right away we started us off with everybody being introduced, but Evans, Logan, and Storm uh, start off the match. Uh, everybody goes back and forth. It just kind of it it goes back and forth with all the matchups. Um, and I feel like I'm missing my list of people who got eliminated. Some of the big eliminations, though, we'll talk about it. Oscar knocked out um, Charlotte, I think, with the green mist, and then ended up walking out of ring. Uh, walking out of ring, she got counted out. Um, let's see. Um, so Sasha Banks hit the meteora on Kyrie Sane, eliminating her. Um, Oscar runs in, attacks Banks after eliminating her partner. Um, Oscar has a shot with Storm. Oscar drops Dana with a kick to the face. Dana then gets eliminated. Oscar brags to Flair, tags herself in for tags herself in. Oscar shoves her and is not happy. So Flair and Oscar begin arguing. Flair drops Oscar. Evans comes over, but Flair unloads with some chops. Then Flair launches Evans into a turnbuckle. Uh, Oscar comes in, spits the green mist into Flair's face, and then Evans gets dropped to women's right, and she gets eliminated. Um, Evans and Natalia. Uh, Natty was actually, I think she was the last member of Raw. Um, she ended up putting up the sharp sh- sharpshooter on Tony Storm, and then Sasha Banks uh, put in the bank statement on on Storm as well. It was insane to see both the submissions get put on uh tony storm had to tap out um something else i didn't mention in this match that happened io shirai and candice ray were injured um after like a big throw kind of brawl out um so they had to be escorted out of the ring so it comes down to uh natty banks bianca belair and rhea ripley um belair comes in and banks and Natty double teamer with a heart attack. Bank covers uh, Belair for the for the pin, which now leaves one apiece. Um, then we get into the, we get into the match some more. Um, Natty eventually gets eliminated, so then it leads Banks versus Rhea Ripley. So Rhea and her are going back and forth, and the craziest thing was Lorraine and Shirai came back down to the ring, acting as if they were never injured. Um, LeRae ends up, like, distracting uh, the ref. Shirai hits a hits a, a backflip from the top rope, and then Ripley ends up hitting the riptide on Banks for the win, and NXT takes the first win. Um, it was kind of weird. Um, I guess the way that Candice LeRae, it was like NXT was a heel, 
and Candice LeRae and Io Shirai just never had a feud. Like they were, they didn't have a problem at all. And maybe a part of it was like, well, they, you know, they had their match and they just moved on, whatever. But it was just, I don't know, it was weirdly set up and uh, and oddly placed. But I appreciated the fact that NXT won, obviously because I'm a huge NXT fan. Um, so Storm and Bel Air ended up joining NXT at the top of the ramp. They are all celebrating their big win, which you know, shout out to them. They they did win. It was cool. So the next matchup that we had was uh, Nakamura versus Strong, uh, Roderick Strong versus AJ Styles. Um, and right before this match, there was a segment where Seth Rollins questioned Kevin Owens' loyalty to Raw because he had just helped out with the NXT match the night before. Owens told him to back off, not to worry about it, that his allegiances were with Raw. So once the, once this match starts up, right, um, there's a lot of great back-and-forth actions. But to kind of sum up everything, uh, Nakamura hits Kinsasha, uh, Kinsasha um, and then AJ rolled up, goes for the roll-up. Nakamura fights him off. AJ springs boards into the phenomenal forearm on Nakamura. Strong runs in, throws out AJ, and then steals the pin for himself. So, Roderick Strong ends up winning um, and getting another win for NXT. Uh, it was it was cool. We saw uh, Daniel Bryan warming up in the back, getting ready uh, with a Miz as they had a match against, uh, well, Daniel Bryan had a match against The Fiend. We come back and we have our NXT title match, Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. Um, there's a lot of great moments, but we're going to talk about one moment in, in particular, right? So, Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise on the apron, the crowd goes wild, um, but then Cole hits a big kick to Pete Dunn, and, uh, Dunn kicks out. Dunn then goes for the bitter end. As he goes for the bitter end, Cole reverses it into the Panama Sunrise, and hits the last shot and wins. I just have to repeat this again. Dunn goes for the bitter end, which is a pump handle slam, and somehow it gets reversed into uh into the Panama Sunrise and Cole Cole hits a Canadian destroyer from a pump handle slam. It was amazing. It doesn't make sense physics wise, you're just like I don't understand. So if you get a chance, please go watch it. Again and again and again because it's worth it. Uh, this was the best match of the night. It went about 15 minutes long. Um, they told the best story. Again, NXT, no doubt. Uh, so please, definitely go check that out. Um, next match that we have, Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. Um, this this was only going to go one way. Uh, but as... Daniel Bryan got more into the match. You could see the more of the yes movement start to come back out of him. And he was pushing and cheering and they were going for it big time. Um, and Daniel Bryan ended up uh, really using the yes chance. Looked like he was going to go over. But again, it's the Fiend. It's the Red Lights. He's a horror. He's a horror character brought to life. Um, and he gets to win. So Mandible Claw and a ref counted three as soon as... Uh, Daniel's shoulders go flat is what it is. So Wyatt stands tall and then we just go to um, we have an interview with Rey Mysterio. Um, he just talks about the match and that he's the new Rey Mysterio and that his son shouldn't be watching. 
so the men's Survivor Series match is up next. So for Team Raw, we had Seth Rollins, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and Randy Orton versus Team SmackDown, who is Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Shorty G, Chad Gable, Mustafa Ali, and Braun Strowman. And then for Team NXT, we had Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and Volta. So this match starts off right off the right off the bat, just a crowd cheering for Walter and the match. Um, you can see he had a huge smile on his face. It I don't know, maybe it kind of got to him because normally when I see Walter, he's like very like cool. He's like very stoic, like he's stone faced. Nothing really gets to him, but this time something got to him, and it must have been the crowd's love for him because he just came out smiling. But him and Drew McIntyre had a chop off. They were both landed massive chops. And you could see the welts forming already on both those guys' chests. It it was rough. <laughs> um, eventually, uh, ended up being Strowman, Ciampa. Uh, I'm sorry, Strowman, Walter, and Drew were in a ring together. Um, they, Walter and Drew were double teaming Braun in a corner. Uh, then Drew and Walter started getting getting beat down. Um, Drew ended up hitting the Claymore, um, kind of out of nowhere, uh, but ended up getting getting the pin against Walter. Which we're gonna have to go back and say that Drew McIntyre is the first WWE main star roster to beat Walter. Well, to pin Walter. So it's kind of weird, but I'm cool with it for now. Um, but Walter gets eliminated. Fans boo. Corbin laughs. Corbin's an asshole. Um, so Priest comes in, and Damon Priest and Drew start going at it. Braun comes in, misses. There's a great moment where um, Braun was throwing some punches, and you saw Priest like head bobbing out of the way, then landing his own attacks. Uh, Shorty G got in, and as Shorty G gets in, Ricochet tags in. Uh, they have great high flyer moments, and then out of nowhere, Riddle gets tagged in. So Riddle and G have like this fighting moment where they're kind of like all over the mat, uh, doing a lot of wrestling moves and ankle lock submissions, and then they both kind of stand up, kind of at a standstill. And then uh, we saw uh, Champa tagged in, and Ricochet takes G and Champa down with a uh, back springboard kick, which is kind of it was kind of lit looking. Owens tagged in. It goes on the top rope. Owens sees Riddle. And then he sees Riddle and he sees G. And they're both laying on the ground. He goes and lands on uh, Shorty G. And eliminates Shorty G for the pin with the frog splash. Owens and Riddle stare each other down. Rain and Corbin have words. Uh, Owens drops Reigns with a cheap super kick. He argues with Corbin. Corbin eats a super kick by Owens. And then from there, Owens just kind of cannonballs Reigns. Um, we see like a lot of back and forth. Eventually what we ended up happening was that after the big drop, um, uh, Owens went back into the ring, gets hit with the, uh, second rope DDT, um, by Champa and got pinned. So he got eliminated. Orton tried to sneak up on Champa. Didn't real work out for him. Uh, Champa blocks the RKO. Sands Orton to the floor. Champa goes for the draping DDT on Orton, but it's blocked. And then we saw uh, Randy Orton 
then hit the RKO on Priest and eliminates Priest. Um, and then Orton and Riddle are in the ring together. Riddle gets a cheap roll up, pins Orton. Orton goes out of the ring, comes back in, hits the RKO on Riddle. Corbin runs in, steals the pin, and Riddle gets eliminated. So it's down to pretty much Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, while Braun Strowman is in the ring. This was a crazy moment too, guys. How about this? So everybody knows that uh, Braun Strowman loves to do that run, right, where he runs around the ring and knocks people over. So he did. The second time that he went for a lap, Keith Lee jumped in the way and knocked down Braun Strowman. I was uh, I was floored by this moment. And so as Braun Strowman goes to get up, he gets hit with a claymore. Once he gets hit with the Claymore, everybody gets back in the ring except Braun, who gets counted out. Um, so, Braun Strowman gets eliminated. Uh, so, it's Ricochet and Corbin that are in the ring. Uh, Ricochet with a 530 to take out Ali. Uh, Ricochet unloads more strikes on Corbin. Ricochet runs and leaps out, takes, out, takes Reigns to the floor. Uh, Ricochet goes back in. Gets caught by Corbin into uh, end of days and then gets eliminated. So Rollins and Drew versus Champa and Lee versus Strowman, Ali and Reigns. Um, Ali comes in, drops Champa, and then goes to work on Rollins. Ali starts to get this big pop. He gets into an argument with um, with Corbin, and Corbin throws him into the ring. Corbin throws Ali into the ring. Ali then gets hit with a stomp by Seth Rollins and gets pinned. So there's your elimination for that. So now each member has two teams, two members left. So Corbin and Reigns get into a big argument. Pretty much uh, exactly how it happens. Reigns spears Corbin, um, and then Champa takes the takes the pin. So Corbin gets eliminated. So now it's down to Reigns, Champa, Lee, Rollins, and I think that's it. Um, so Lee is still down, so now it's just Champa, Reigns, and Rollins, and they're facing off in the ring. The three start brawling. Uh, Lee comes in to help Champa because, you know, Rollins and Reigns, they have that whole shield thing going on. Uh, eventually, what ends up happening is Champa gets eliminated by Rollins, if I remember. Uh, yeah, from, well, it's actually Superman Punch. But this leads Rollins to rolling up Champ, uh, pinning Champa. Champa gets eliminated. So now it's Lee, Reigns, and Rollins left. Keith Lee. Um, they're going back and forth. Uh, eventually Rollins cranks up, but as Lee catches in for a huge power slam, jackhammer for the pin, Lee eliminates Rollins. And now we're down to Reigns and Lee. Uh, they go back and forth. They start just throwing punches uh, and just landing big shot after big shot. Eventually, what happens is Reigns covers Lee and gets the win. Um, There's a one, two, three. Uh, As Lee actually went for the second rope moonsault, he missed. Reigns followed up with the spear, got the win. Team SmackDown wins. Um, After the match, Reigns' music hits. He, like, gives a, you know, fist bump to Lee. And then they kind of separate and they go off their their own way. So the next match that we have up is Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. This is a seven-minute match. Um, Rey Mysterio uh, is getting dominated by Brock early in the match. Um, eventually, uh, 
Ray starts to land a couple of the pipes, uh, the pipe that he brought to him with him to the ring. Starts laying a couple shots to Brock. Then Brock's son, I'm sorry, not Brock, Ray Mysterio's son comes into the match and starts helping, right? Chair shots, double 619, which looked really cool. Big splash, another frog, uh, big frog splash from Dominic. Big frog splash from Ray. Gets a two count when Dominic and Ray are both trying to hold down Brock. Brock still kicks out. Really cool moment. From there, Brock just dominates the rest of the match and goes on and on and on and gets the recount. Um, of course, Brock was going to win this match. There was never a question about it. His CF5 gets the three count. Um, it was cool. I really loved it. I kind of wished Ray would have won. I'm personally, I'm a huge Ray Mysterio fan. He is my favorite wrestler of all time. So I will say that out there. But it it made sense. You know, it was like everybody was trying to stand up to Brock. Um, and it just didn't happen. So, so we get into our final match in the main event, right? And this is Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, and Bailey. This was a great match as far as like fluidity goes. It was a very smooth match. The only problem I had with this match is it was dull. Um, Shayna Baszler works at a faster rate pace than what Becky and Bailey do, and you could clearly see that in this match. Um, so, long story short. We get to the end. Um, Bailey taps out to the uh, Kirifuda clutch, um, and after the match, Baszler is celebrating, uh, but Becky Lynch ends up uh, dropping on her table and then dropping a leg drop on it to show that she's the baddest woman as the Raw champion. Um, cool, I guess, but not really necessary. Um, NXT won tonight, four wins. Um, SmackDown had two, and Raw had one. Um, but I mean, it was a it was a great pay per view. I would definitely say if you get a chance, um, kind of run back, run back and check it out. Um, so the next night on Raw, right, we start off with um, we're in Chicago still, um, and it just starts off with Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring, kind of doing his a speech. Right, this all comes from. The raw, raw speech that Dave Meltzer had reported on um, a couple weeks ago about the Saudi show, right? And anybody who remembers the Saudi show will remember what we're talking about. Um, it's a big raw, raw speech. Crowds yelling for CM Punk. Rollins said, hey, I wanted him here too, but he wants to go do his talk show thing. It is what it is. Uh, crowd kind of boos at him. But then, like, Rollins, like, kind of starts digging in at the raw roster, Um Kind of like setting up a heel kind of turn is what we're looking at. Um, we start off where he tells Randy Orton that Orton was the weak link. Um, he told Charlotte Flair that he can't believe that she wears the Flair name because, you know, she lost it for the team. She He told, this was the craziest thing I think I've ever heard. He told Rey Mysterio that it was his fault that he let everybody down. That he's beaten Brock Lesnar twice on two different occasions where Rey Mysterio couldn't even beat him in uh, no disqualification with him and his stupid kid. And which at that point, Rey Mysterio walks off. Everybody kind of walks off, right? Randy leaves, Flair leaves, Rey Mysterio leaves. Rey Mysterio looks at him and says, go fuck yourself, and then walks out. I don't know if fans caught that on in the arena. I know people who are watching on TV definitely saw him say that. Um, and if he did it, that's what I thought he said at least. Um, 
So Rey Mysterio goes to leave. The rest of the locker room follows, um, except for one person, who's Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens is still in the ring. Rollins talks about him being fat and that he's just, you know, he's, he's got a gut. He's just not very good. And then Kevin Owens just hits him with a stunner and walks out. Um, we get back. Bobby Lashley is in. Uh, Bobby Lashley is going to face Titus O'Neil. Kind of a clunky match. Um, but what ended up happening is we found out that Rusev was served with a temporary um, restraining order for that day and that he couldn't be in the arena because he got served by a random fan. Um, so he goes to leave. The bell rings. Um, Lashley and Titus go at it. As I said, this kind of match was kind of clunky. Rusev appeared and starts beating down Lashley. He wins by disqualification. Uh, but then, you know, uh, Rusev ends up getting arrested by the police. But then as he's arrested, he just keeps beating down Bobby Lashley. Eventually, kicks, uh, throws him off the stage. It was awesome. Um, and then starts dropping, like, equipment on him. It was pretty cool. We get into the ring. We come back from commercial. The first thing we see, Authors of Pain are back. Um, they're going against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Obviously, we knew about the situation that happened a week before. We covered it earlier in the segment. Um, but Akam and uh, Akam and Razor just destroy uh, Ryder and Hawkins with the super colliders as well as um, the final chapter or the last chapter, and they get to win. Um, so, you know, that goes back to the replays, talks about it. Then we find out that Asuka and Flair are going to be coming up as well as Styles, and as previously we talked about, uh, Styles is going to defend his United States Championship against Carrillo. We come back, we have Andrade versus Kira Tozawa. This is kind of a squash match. Um, Hammerlock DDT, a win for Andrade. Then we get to uh, Buddy Murphy, who's in a ring, kind of getting ready. Um, There's a segment cut right before Aleister Black talking about how he's going to address Buddy Murphy when, when the time comes. Um... And then we got a returning Matt Hardy. And not even just like any Matt Hardy. Version 1.0 Matt Hardy, 1990s Matt Hardy, came in. And um, it Matt got a lot of offense in. Buddy Murphy was also doing really well. Um, and, you know, Matt Hardy went for his, his delete chant. Um, and eventually Murphy blocked the twist of feet, hit the big knee. Then Murphy uh, de- delivered another big knee. And uh, got the pin and won the match. After the match, though, Murphy's music hits. He starts walking up the ramp. And Murphy takes the mic, calls out Aleister Black, taunting him. Black comes out and charges the ring. And they set each other down. They start throwing strikes. Uh, Black takes Murphy out uh, with a big knee. And then Black watches Murphy stumble out of the ringside. Fans were going crazy. So this is a matchup that I think everybody's been waiting for. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. It's definitely looks like it's gonna be coming, and uh, I can't wait. So we get into the second hour of Raw, and it starts with Umberto Carrillo versus AJ Styles. So Styles is already in the ring. Umberto comes out next, and then he just gets destroyed by Luke Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson. So with that being, um, OC is kind of standing tall. Ricochet comes out to make sure that Umberto's doing okay, and then Ricochet challenge challenges for the U.S. title. Um, AJ says no. Then Randy Orton comes out. And since he wants a title, AJ mentions that they had a bigger match on a better, in a better, 
they had a big better match in a bigger stage. Um but then uh Drew McIntyre comes out and then Rey Mysterio comes out and they all talk about how they all deserve a shot. Drew McIntyre, probably line of the night, said that he pinned Walter and uh the crowd kinda boos him for it, is what it is. Uh, but eventually what ends up happening is Ricochet says that he has an idea. Since there's four guys, they should have a fatal four-way. Winner gets to compete against AJ Styles that same night. Um, AJ said no. Carl Anderson said it was a good idea. Luke Gallows said it was a good idea. Um, and eventually AJ says fine. It's a dumb idea, but whatever. Go with it. So the match starts. And we're not going to talk about everything that happened in the match because I want you guys to be able to go back and watch it. But Rey Mysterio ends up winning uh, with a roll-up on Ricochet. So the match ends up going to AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Um, great back-and-forth action. What ended up happening was uh, Rey hits a 619, and then Randy Orton comes in and hits an RKO um, on AJ. Rey then follows up with a frog splash and wins the match. So he wins uh, via some help, but... You know, throughout this match, Gallus and Anderson were trying to interfere in a match. Uh, they got, eventually got ejected. They try to get back in. Randy Orton comes through, hits the RKO. That's how you get them getting the win. Um, so backstage, Charlie uh, Charlie is talking to Kevin Owens. They go back and forth. Um, then they talk about how uh, Monday at Rollins is going to turn into the Kevin Owens show. Oscar versus Flair. Uh. Also, they always put on great matches. I can't say this enough. Uh, Kyrie saying uh, she got kicked out of this match, but she came back in. Uh, back in, but Flair sends her out into the ring post on the outside and goes down. Flair gets back in the ring. Oscar spits the green mist into her face. Oscar with a roll up for on Flair for the win. Again, funky stuff. It is what it is. Uh, Eric Rowan comes out, obliterates Kyle Roberts. Squash match. It is what it is. They're still trying to put over that Rowan is strong, and obviously he is. Um, next match that we end up having is for the title match that we're are the final match. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Um, what can I say? Like these two dudes are phenomenal workers. They do great jobs. Um, they have a lot of great back and forth movement. Um, single leg um, submissions going back and forth. Um, eventually. We get all the way down towards the finish. Um, and as Owens is going for the stunner, the Authors of Pain show up. Now, earlier in the night, I had mentioned about how uh, Rollins had run down everybody on the roster. He ran down AOP. Uh, he told AOP, he's like, I don't know why you guys are out here. You guys weren't here on Sunday. We didn't need you then. We don't need you now. Just go about your business. And kicks him out of the kicks him out of the, the ring. Um AOP left. They actually came down. They kind of stood in the middle between Owens and Rollins. And they just beat down Owens. Um, as after the match, um, they continued to beat down Owens. Rollins said, come on. He gets up. He said, fight me, fight me, fight me. And then um, AOP just left. They just left the ring. Uh, this kind of leaves another advantage. Rollins goes in. He delivers a couple stomps to Owens and still talks trash. And then the show goes off the air with Rollins just talking trash to Owens. Um, great match. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Kind of sucked. I had no ending again to a Rollins match. But at this point, it is what it is. Cool. Um, 
we're going to move over to NXT. Um, so after the big victory uh, for NXT, Adam Cole and the guys are coming out and talking about how they need, everybody needs to thank them for the wins at Survivor Series. Because if it wasn't for NXT, or it wasn't for Undisputed Era, NXT wouldn't be in, in the talking books. Um, crowd chants, you suck. Cole interrupts them. Um, Champa comes out. Uh, Dijakovic and Lee both come out too, as well as Riddle. Um, and they all start talking trash uh, to each other. But then right off the jump, uh, we find out earlier in the day that Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic was going to have a match against uh, Undisputed Era, which would have been Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. So right when this match starts, one thing that happens is that Lee, there's something, some weird sequence happens, right? And Bobby Fish all of a sudden just kind of looks disoriented. Um, so Lee goes to throw Fish out of the ring, kind of lands awkwardly um, on KOR. And uh, we go to commercial break, we come back, we find out that Bobby Fish was injured and that he had to be taken to the back. So Strong had to come out and just like ragged little pants in his t and tennis shoes um, to wrestle a match. And it kind of looks like everybody was just kind of in the, in the know just in case something happened because the match never missed a beat. Um, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, as well as uh, Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong are just amazing workers. So they end up going back and forth. Um, and the match, it it gets it starts picking up, right? The speed picks up. Adam Cole comes out to inter- interrupt the match. As he comes out, Keith Lee runs into this man and throws him into the crowd. Granted, they were playing the wrestlers. Doesn't matter. Throws him into the crowd. And everybody's just looking shocked, right? Everybody from Undisputed Era to Dominic Hedjakovic because they could not believe what they just saw. All of a sudden, Undisputed Era get the high-low on Dominic. Keith goes to try to save, but it was too late. The count happened. The three count goes down, and um, Undisputed win. After the match, everybody goes to celebrate, and you can see um, Keith Lee look at Dominic Dijakovic and tell him, it's it's my bad. I'm sorry. So we come back. Kathy Kelly is on a stage, and she's talking to Candice LeRae, and Candice pretty much says she's upset about what happened with Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. She's mad at, um, she said she's going to take on Kai and that she's going to, She's going to show her what a real Candice LeRae looks like. Um, we go to commercial. We come back. Shane Thorne is race, wrestling Mansoor. It's great to see Mansoor back on his, on TV, even though he doesn't have, you know, a Saudi show coming up. I feel like that's the only time we ever see him. Um, but Mansoor does come out with a big win, and Mansoor does have a great moveset. I have to be honest. I love watching his Cesaro match. Um, it was cool to see him win the 51, 51 man battle royal. So when they need him, he does a great job. I am appreciative of Mansoor. I think he he does an amazing job for for everybody. Um, so we come back. We go to commercial break. We come back and uh, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai are in this match. Dakota Kai, I don't know what it is. Someone said it earlier in a meme that I don't know what it is about WWE girls, but they get hotter when they turn bad i have to agree dakota kai is in the same boat um kai has the brace of tegan knox in her hand and the crowd just go thermal they just 
boo her so bad. You could feel the heat that she's just developing for beating up one of their favorite stars. Um, Cancel Ray and her go back and forth. They kind of beat each other down. Um, Cancel Ray starts to get the advantage. Once she starts to get the advantage, uh, Dakota Kai grabs a knee brace that she brought out and hits Candice Ray in the face with it and um, gets the disqualification. Candice Ray ends up winning a match. However, uh, Kai just continues to beat down Candice. Um, Kai goes for a steel chair and then Rhea Ripley runs down and knocks it out of her hands. The fans pop, cheering for uh, Ripley as uh, Kai yells at the top of the stage. Ripley chants continue, and then we get uh, backstage with Tommaso Ciampa, who um, issued a challenge to Finn Balor. Um, Ciampa, you know, they went back and forth. Obviously, you know, this might be a match you might be seeing. Um, so we come back from the break. Uh, Cameron Grimes is giving this uh, little promo. Kind of cool, kind of weird, and same token. It's just a southern dude talking about who he is, that he's not a bro, and that, you know, it is what it is. Um, we get to the next match, which is going to be Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush. Um, Leo Leo Rush comes out, and then Akira Tozawa comes out with a Raw t-shirt. I don't know if he got the memo that uh, Survivor Series has already happened, and they didn't win. Um, great back and forth, great chops. Like we're being thrown in this one. Um we saw a lot of movement going in and out. Um, also to come up and Rush hits the final hour. He gets the pin, retains the title. Um, we also see uh, Rush just kind of celebrate to the back. We go backstage. You see Finn Balor. Um, they're asked about the main event. Balor says that Tommaso Ciampa is living in his world and it's a dark place. Just going to put that quote out there. Um, Gargano, Riddle already felt the power of what... Uh, Balor can do, and Tomas Champa was going to as well. We come back, and Zia Lee versus Vanessa Bourne was up. Uh, Zia Lee ended up winning this match. Squash match again is what it is. Um, but this is what was interesting, and I'm going to kind of read this from lordsofpain.net. Um, Basil sends the horsewomen into... Um, after the match, Baylor sends the horsewomen into the ring, but Lee ends up fighting them off. Baszler enters the ring and drops Lee. Lee comes back and unloads Baszler to drop her. Lee fights off Shafir and Duke once again, but Baszler clubs her from behind to drop her again. Lee Lee gets triple teamed now, and Baszler takes the mic and everyone is saying, or Baszler takes the mic and says, everyone is trying to take credit for Survivor Series weekend, but no one had the kind of weekend like she did. She talks about how she beat down uh lynch that she beat down bailey at the same time fans start cheering for ripley um continue talking and then um fans pop again when ripley comes back up and starts talking trash and crowd cheers Rhea's gonna kill you now uh basil and ripley go get face to face um fans are chanting for it and then you know uh, Baszler heads to the back of the stage with her crew as Ripley talks trash and the music and her music plays. Um, so then finally we come, we find out that uh, Priest had cracked ribs from the Takeover match, but then still wrestled at uh, Survivor Series, and that he was set for action next week um, against uh, Killian Dane. Probably not the best matchup to have. Um, we get into Muscle Champa versus uh, Finn Balor. Um, 
And again, this is great going back and forth. Um, what ends up happening is that uh, Balor catches him with the 1916 and gets the win. Uh, so Finn Balor wins after the match. Balor recovers as his music hits. Cole comes out. They start talking trash. Uh, they actually stand next to each other. Cole hits the uh, Undisputed Era. Balor hits the finger guns and a Pele kick to Adam Cole. So it just kind of shows that Balor's not there for anybody. He's just there for himself. It's kind of a cool thing to put over. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch this match. I would definitely highly suggest it. Guys, get a chance to go check it out. With that being said, that kind of wraps up a week. I know we've been gone for a while, guys. I'm sorry. There's a lot of things kind of going up and down. I just wanted to try to catch up with Raw. I know that you guys catch me every once in a while on SmackDown Dynamite, and I try to make that as often as possible. Um, with that being said, guys, I will definitely have another guest or we'll have somebody else come on the show so that you guys don't have to listen to my voice only the whole time. But with that being said, you guys can catch me on all your favorite social media platforms at CM underscore Miller 85. So Instagram, Twitter, Vero, um, Snapchat. You guys can even find me on, uh, what else? Uh, TikTok. So look for me there. Come talk to me. You guys can send me a message. I'm pretty responsive. Um, and I hope to catch you guys on SmackDown Dynamite. As well as you guys can catch me on Nerds at the Round Table. You guys can even catch me like here on the Raw NXT. Um, eventually, you guys will probably hear about another podcast that will be coming out soon. I want to wait and give more details later. But in the meantime, between time, it was great talking to y'all. And we'll see you next time.